Welcome to the Beltway Broadcast, the premier podcast for the workplace learning and talent development professionals of the Association for Talent Development's Metro DC chapter. We've got some great resources in store for you today. Hello, fellow ATDers. I'm Christina Eanes, the Vice President of Marketing and Communications. Hey, everyone. I'm Stephanie Hubka. I'm a chapter past president and a member of the pod squad here at the Metro DC chapter of ATD. We also have our producer, Helena Hodges. For today, we are interviewing Debbie Richards. I can't wait to get to the topic, but before we do that, welcome, Debbie. Oh, it's so nice to be with you. Awesome. And then can you share a little bit about your background with our listeners? Certainly. So I call myself um, a self-proclaimed geek. I love mm-hmm. everything about technology. I've uh, been involved with it for, for many, many years. And usually when anybody has some type of a technology challenge or they want to learn about the latest things around technology, they'll reach out to me. I've also been really involved in ATD. Um, I'm a past president twice of my Houston ATD chapter, and I'm now the President Emeritus, which basically means just use me for anything. Um, And so I get called in and and help with a a number of different things. I've also a past national advisor for chapters. I speak at um, the ATD conferences, uh, both the international conference and tech, um, the technology conference, along with other ATD events and also the learning guild. Uh, Yeah, nice. Um, Yeah, we are, you're in good company here. We love geeky things, all geeky, nerdy, all of it. (laughs) We love it. And that's why we're so excited to talk about the topic. (laughs) So let's see. So our topic for today is immersive learning. How, let's level set first of that. How are we defining immersive learning? So for me, immersive learning is um, a part of the overall learning infrastructure. I, when, when I talk to people about um, looking at immersive learning and getting that into your organization, it's, it's a hybrid approach. It's something that you're going to do along with other things, other, other methodologies. You may have an e-learning course that you have somebody take and then they need to do some practice. And so using immersive learning, either virtual reality, augmented reality, other types of learning where people become immersed in what they're doing gives them a chance to try things in um, in an environment. So, for example, with, with uh, virtual reality, they can put on a headset, uh, they can be in this virtual world, and they can practice something. So, for example, I'm working on a project with um, the, here in the city of Houston with our um, metro group, and so they're training bus drivers and as part of their new higher orientation, they have the bus drivers um, go into a virtual reality simulation to identify um, things as they're driving down their route. So knowing, you know, when hmm. you stop at a bus route, which one you should you stop at if you've got a certain route map, what are there things that you need to look at, making sure that you stop at, at stop signs and stop lights and, and just understanding how to drive to give them a chance to experience that route before they actually go out on the bus and, and take that real life experience. So it gives them a chance to fail. Um, so if they, if they run a red light or something else happens, there's, there's really no consequences. They can do that in virtual reality rather than doing it in, in an actual environment where they might get into an accident. 
I am just so connecting to what you just said about the opportunity <laughs> to fail, because so often at work, that is something we're told to stay away from. It's not something we can do. It is not a word, in fact, that many of us use. But by using something like immersive learning, not only does it, I'm not going to say it normalizes it perhaps, but what it does is it makes it okay. You're not in an area where you can hurt yourself or someone else. It does give you an opportunity to understand what that can look like, the decision-making process that might get you there, and maybe prepare you to be in a different space when you're actually out there performing in something like the example you use, you know, being a bus driver. Mm -hmm. And then just think about um, from the technology standpoint, there are all these data points that are being collected. So, for example, I'm working on another project where the employees are supposed to, to do things in a certain process step and they have to complete it in a certain amount of time. So you can capture the process steps that they did uh, if they if they did something in the incorrect order, or if they looked to the left to go get something when they should have looked to the right, you know, other things wow. that, that are nuances that you may not catch if you're just observing them. But in um, in the using technology, you can capture all those things and then you can you can analyze and look at that. And if you look at that, you know, for, for you know, maybe maybe one person, it might not be so significant. But if you are um, having 20 50 people run through the same simulation and everyone is looking to the left when they should be looking to the right. What does that tell you? Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. your process um, has a flaw in it, not necessarily the, the, you know, because they're thinking in terms of, well, for me, this should always be over here. So there's some, uh, there's a lot of data analytics on the back end that allows us to rethink our processes, look at risk assessment, understand wow. so many other things besides just making an impact on learning. Yeah. Uh, and I could almost imagine, well, I mean, I've heard research that the, the more people are doing, especially in the VR world, the more the brain retains. Mm -hmm. So we talk about learner retention as well. Mm. Yeah. And you're practicing muscle memory. So you, you know, you may yeah. have learned how to do something one time, but you put that headset back on, you're, you're working with it again. Um, augmented reality, slightly different, you know, with augmented reality, you're able to see the real world and you have this overlay with the, um, simulation or whatever you're using. Um, for performance support, it's fantastic. So imagine, you know, you can wear a headset or you can use some type of smart device for augmented reality, but just in time, access to information. You know, you need to know uh, what are the processes and steps to do something, or um, there are augmented reality headsets that you can put on and you can connect via Teams to somebody and they can get on a video. They can, you can see them in the corner of your eye. They can see what wow. you're doing. Um, they can walk you through that, those steps and really be, um, you know, a guided uh, instructor or, or mentor to you while you're doing those things. There's so many things. Now, I, a lot of times I'm working in the technical aspect of those of, of immersive learning, but there's also soft skills that are involved. So you can have things where um, I, I was just looking at an example the other day where someone was using virtual reality for coaching. So you were able to mm. um, to do a 
uh, an interview where you would ask questions and you would have an avatar that responds to you and making you think through the process of, well, what am I going to ask them next? Or how am I going to, how am I going to interact with them? And then you can get feedback on all of that as well. So there's with artificial intelligence and other things, there's, there's some really neat things that we can do to, to, um, to kind of change up the way that we're doing. Now, some of this may, um, may, maybe you can pilot it at a low cost and there are tools out there that you can use. So for augmented reality, you can use a tool like Zappar, that's Z-A-P-P-A-R. Um, they have a, um, a tool that's that rapid development tools, kind of like what we would do in e-learning if you were using Adobe Captivate or Articulate Storyline. And you can create an articulate, um, you can create a, um, a augmented reality um, pilot or product that you can use. And I'll actually be showcasing something like that later on this year at um, DevLearn uh, in in um, Las Vegas, we're going to be doing that, and and I do that a lot of times. In fact, I've written a uh, a ATD um, at work document around how to bring augmented learning into your environment, and I would love to uh, gift a copy of that to to you guys to give away Ooh, um, oh, to the chapter. You. But um, awesome. you know, uh, so there are some low cost both on the augmented reality and the virtual reality side. There are tools like on the virtual reality side, like Scenario, Adobe Captivate um, 2019 has a component that you can utilize, and you can try some of those things on your own. But you know, if you're an enterprise organization and you really want to implement immersive learning in your organization, I suggest that you concentrate on your content on your strategic approach and how you're going to bring that into your um, into your organization and the mechanics of actually building out the pilot or um, bringing something in that you utilize a, a third-party company to help you with that. And there are a number of them that are really good. I'm, I'm doing that with two of the pilots that I'm, I'm working on right now. We are concentrating on making sure that we understand the content that we're that we're going to be working with, um, what are the results that we want to get out of it, and then what are our next steps? How are we going to take what we learn here, template it, and move it on to bigger and better things? So, you know, as e-learning or or learning and talent development um, professionals, that's in our wheelhouse. You know, um, I um, I I do have a programming background, so I could probably build out a Unity VR application if I wanted to, but I'm better served by managing the project and managing how we're going to roll that out for employees and letting somebody else do that for me. Um, the other consideration is, is if you do it in-house, a lot of times it's going to take you three or four times as long to develop it as if you yeah. use some sort of agency. So if you're really trying to make an impact and and get a big bang out of what you're doing, concentrating on what you know best is better um, and in the long run, it's going to save you time and money by using an agency. That's just my my two cents. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense to bring in the experts, especially if this is a space that yeah. you haven't played in before. Mm -hmm. And I'd actually I'd love to talk more about that, but I I kind of want to start from a different angle because I know there are a lot of organizations out there who get excited every time they hear something, you know, whatever the next big thing is going to be. And immersive learning is definitely it, or at least it feels like it is. For 
the practitioners out there, the teams who are excited about this, who need to make that pitch, where should they get started? How, how would you recommend getting prepared to make a pitch to your organization that immersive learning is a route that you should consider? Well, there's a, a, of course, there are a number of resources that are available um, that you can utilize, and and I'm happy to share some of the books and some of the things that that um, that I've looked at. I think um, one of the best ways is to experience it yourself. So there are a number of things that you can do on on the augmented reality side. We frankly we have a lot of that around us. Um, if you think about it, there's a lot of augmented reality that exists in in today's marketing. Um, some of the simple examples that I showcase when I'm trying to talk, show somebody something in augmented reality is something as simple as Google Translate, where you can show them. Um, a document that's in a different language and then use Google Translate to overlay an English translation of that or there are other things that you can you can utilize that are similar. So getting an understanding of, of how that works um, by doing it yourself, um, going out and trying out some of those things. Same thing with, with virtual reality. There are a number of, of products that are already finished and you don't have to buy an expensive headset to do that. You can buy like um, through Amazon, you can buy um, there's cardboard VR 360 headsets and things that you can experience. You can go to YouTube and watch a 360 video and experience it and experience that. I mean, I, um, um, those headsets cost between fifteen to twenty-five dollars, but until you experience it, it's not going to make sense to you. There are also in, yeah. in in a lot of major cities, and I'm sure they have it there in the Beltway. They have uh, VR arcades, okay, that you can yeah. go to, um, where a lot of times people go in and they play games. But if you ask them, they'll let you go in and experience something else. They may even have some things that are simulations that were work late related. You know, that might be training applications or something. So you don't have to make that investment in the hardware. Um, so, you know, I would do that and, and, you know, experience it yourself so you can understand it. You also need to understand when you're thinking about from the enterprise side, how um, am I going to bring this into my organization? So as far as augmented reality, like I said, there are some things that are already tied into existing enterprise applications like Microsoft Teams and other technologies, bringing that to IT and showcasing what those products are, how they can be used in the organization is really good. The same thing with um, virtual reality. Um, you know, if you can get somebody that will come in and, and showcase that for you and your organization, you can do that as well. Um, it's important to get IT on your side and for them to understand, yeah. you know, what the implications are going to be if there's um, if there's any kind of security concerns, how that how you're going to manage that, how you're going to work with them. Um, I also work with legal to make sure that there aren't any things that things that mm. are going to be impacted by, you know, from a legal standpoint. And then um, I think what's real important is to find a champion that's in your organization that's not an L&D. So, you know, a safety officer or somebody who is the um, a compliance officer or um, for one of my projects, we have the VP, senior VP of, of operations who's involved um, and they're going to be our evangelist and they're helping us um, spread the word 
down, you know, and getting those folks on board, the, the folks that, that may think that, that this is a technology that's way out there. But if you, if you think about it, um, what I always tell folks is that if you're not trying it and looking at it now, um, what's going to happen is, is there's going to be the safety officer or somebody else who's going to a conference or going to see, they're going to go to a booth, they're going to see this stuff, they're going to come back and they're going to ask you lots of questions <laughs> and you need to be prepared yes, and ready for so it. True. So there's, there's, um, there, so there's a lot of really good things out there. There are a lot of companies that are doing wonderful webinars to explain the technologies at our conferences like our, our major ATD conferences, there are a lot of really good sessions that are around um, um, immersive learning, uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, um, uh, chatbots, all those things that are technologies that um, that we need to, to wake up to. Um, I'm speaking next week at the Chicagoland conference um, for ATD, and I'm going to talk about um, having a futuristic mindset. And mm. I think part of that is just being open and um, not have blinders on and think, okay, my organization, we have this learning management system, we're doing compliance courses, everything is rosy, we, you know, we have all these courses that we bring in. But if you're not going out and looking and investigating all, at all these technologies, all of a sudden they're going to just creep up on you and you're going to be caught unaware. Yeah. So it's real important to, to be out there and, and, and just look at at all those things. And I'm happy to, to share some resources with the group about um, places to go and um, resources to use. Sure. Yeah, that's great advice. Please go ahead, share some We'd resources. We'd love to, to learn more yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll, um, I can um, send those to you. I also have some great books and some other things that I'll share with folks that, that are great too. That'd um, be great. Awesome. Yeah. We're happy to include those with our show notes um, yes. so listeners are able to find them. I think one of the the takeaways that I'm getting from our conversation today is that immersive learning is attainable. And that yes. is something that in conversations that I've had, whether it's, you know, even at the ATD conference, um, you know, talking with with clients and colleagues, a lot of times AI will or um, immersive learning is going to come up. We have these conversations about what it could look like or what examples we've seen. And then it turns to, but we can't do that. We can't get yeah. there. Mm -hmm. And what I'm hearing is that you can actually do this in your organization. And it doesn't sound like there are any real barriers as far as its application. It's It might work very well in one company and work very well in a different way for another, if, if that's uh, what I'm taking from this. And it sounds like that's right. Yeah. And I think um, it's just a matter of, well, first of all, understanding, um, you know, what hurdles you might have in your own organization. Yeah. Um, most of the companies that I work with, the big hurdle is IT. And, and mm. so you've got to get them on board. You have to educate them, um, get them to understand what it is that you want to do and why you want to do it. Um, but more than anything, it shouldn't be you that's going to them and doing that. It should be mm -hmm. somebody from the business because if, it, you know, with anything, I just tell people, if you tie it back to the business goals, you tie it back to what they're doing and let them do it, then um, you just, you're just along for the ride, you know, and, and you're there, you there to help them and enable them with what you're doing. Yeah. Like anything else, it's a strategic opportunity. It's not just a, we're going to do this because the rest of the world is. If it's not tied into that strategic outlook or the goals an organization has, 
you're not setting it up for success, just like you wouldn't be setting anything else up for success without that tie-in. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people need to think outside the box about how they're utilizing the technology. So it's not just a learning platform. It's a collaboration platform. Mm -hmm. So I had a discussion the other day with someone who has a platform um, and they were talking about bringing in 3D models into the platform and then having folks from all over the world um, look at the model, engage with it, have conversations about, you know, this is a product that we're going to be, you know, um, putting out there and let's take a look at it and see what things do we need to change? How is it working now? And and being in that, that virtual space, everyone can go in and put their headsets on and they can they can look at the model. Um, they can see it uh, in real, real time, real size, um, and then experience it. Um, and some of that, we, there's some of those things that we can do now, uh, even if we don't have technology. Uh, if anybody uses, for example, the Amazon app on their smartphone, mm. um, there are some things that if you if you like if you're going to buy a toaster, for example, mm -hmm. there's a button that says, "Look at it in my room." Okay, and you have, can, you, have said you done that, that so many times? Look at it on your, too. you know, is it going to fit on my cabinet? Yeah. Okay. How does this rug fit? Okay. So you know, if you if you if you show somebody something like that and say, okay, let's use this as an example. How could we utilize this in our organization as a tool? You know, what are yeah. some of the other things that we could do with it? So getting them to think outside the box and not putting it into, you know, let's not put it um, on on the shelf as using it for a certain function, but understanding the broader uh, use and, and, and how we can work with this technology. Wow. Well, I can see how so many people, like initially we were thinking budget, oh my gosh, this mm -hmm. is going to be a cost, mm -hmm. right? But then thinking about all of the different applications and the return on the investment in maybe, you know, lower accidents and safety areas, maybe yeah. lower human resources issues, firings, Attention. all that stuff, mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah, all of that wrapped into it. It's a huge return on investment, it sounds like. It is. And and yeah. what the one thing that you need to be careful of is not to take on too big of a project to start off with. Yeah. You know, right. um, I always tell folks to to start small, do a pilot that 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 you can control, you know, for example, like maybe it has ten process steps or or whatever it is mm -hmm. that you're doing, something that, that you can um, you can control that you can do a compare and contrast with the way that you were doing um, this this process before and then how you're using it now um, and then look at the um, the data afterwards what are the other things that you can you can utilize and then um, then talk about next steps and say okay now we've yeah. proven this um, it's something that we want to do. Now, what are some of the other things that we need to do? And then come up with that strategic, maybe three to five year plan for how you're going to bring that across your organization, thinking in terms of, okay, you know, I'm going to streamline this process. How am I going to project manage it? How am I going to develop storyboards? How am I going to have templates? You know, what resources am I going to really need to hire a team internal or am I going to continue to use outsourced folks, do I need to bring in all the technology internally or am I going to use some sort of technology that's in the cloud? Um, how do I expand this to my global organization? What are some of the other things that I need to concern myself with from, you know, cybersecurity standpoint, everything else? But um, if you can start small and pilot it and then 
um, showcase that to the organization and get the conversation started, then you'll be you'll be taking a lot of orders. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to get started now. I have to tell you, I I came from a place of curiosity today and was fairly confident that I'd have a hard time figuring out where to fit this in. And I got to tell you, every one of my client projects right <laughs> now would benefit from what we've talked about. So thank you for the call to open-mindedness and creativity mm. today, Debbie. And I am really glad, by the way, that we are not quite done asking questions of you yet. In fact, we have three more for okay. you. Okay. <laughs> We are into rapid fire. So our listeners know that this is where we turn the tables a little bit and we ask three rapid fire questions that shouldn't take you more than about a minute or so to answer. So are you ready I'm for ready. rapid fire? <laughs> I thought you might be. All right. So your first question is, give us one book that everyone must read and why. All right. So I actually have my book because I knew you were going to ask me this question in advance. <laughs> um, so here's my book. This book is called Future Skills. The author yeah. is Bernard Mall. Um, and mm. I would really recommend this. Uh, it's a it's a handbook that you can use to prepare yourself for the future of work. What I like about this book is it it has information for you as an individual, but it also has some information that you can share with your company and and talk to them about how can they be prepared. And there are a number of different sections uh, in the book that talk about everything from, and I'm just going to open up the book real quick so I can talk about it. Most of it, it has to do with thinking in, um, in the future. So we talk about digital literacy, critical thinking, um, complex decision-making, collaboration, working in gigs, all sorts of things. Um, wow. The one thing that, that he talks about that really struck home with me when I was thinking about this was he does say to start small because we always say, um, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to try to take on all these things and learn everything. He says, take two or three things, focus on those. Look at your own professional development and then look at the development that you can bring to your organization. Um, and I would highly recommend this book. Um, I started reading it the other day at jury duty. So I took the book with me. I thought, oh, you know, this will give me something to do. I was highlighting and putting post-it notes. It, <laughs> I mean, I love this book. And so this is the book. Um, it's hot on my list. Please, you know, check it out. Also check out his website as well, because he has some great, um, he has a good newsletter and he's written a number of other books that I think would be great for everybody. Wow, awesome. sounds like some essential reading right there. That one is noted. Great recommendation. Your next question from us is, what is a tool that you can't live without? So this tool um, was a recommendation to me from uh, Jane Bozart um, during the pandemic. And I actually have it on. This is my, these are my um, Aftershocks headsets and they're bone conducting. So they're not in your ear. I don't know if you can see this or not, but it sits outside oh, of wow. your ear. Oh, look at so that. You can, I have the one with the microphone on it, but I also have one without the microphone that I keep in my purse. Um, so you're not sitting there with the headsets, the headphones in your ear or over your ear. Um, they're noise canceling. They're very light. Uh, I love these headsets. For those of us who are working remotely, I mean, it seems like a must-have, right? These headsets get heavy after a while. Oh, that's a great recommendation, too. 
All right. Last question from us for today. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? So you're going to laugh at this. And this is coming from somebody who's been um, an uh, been a member of, of my local ATD chapter and ATD National for many years. Um, when I first joined ATD years ago, I was really concerned because I am a technologist and I felt like, oh my gosh, this is not my tribe. These these people, all they do is they're talking about stuff that doesn't interest me. Um, I, I haven't found my people. And I remember there was um, a woman who later became the chapter president who looked over at me and she says, Deb, she says, if, if you're not happy with something, put your big girl panties on and deal with it. <laughs> and... and and so I did. And I started a technology SIG at my chapter Ooh. and um, and brought in technology and things that I thought was interesting, brought in people. Um, and eventually um, that grew. And now I uh, manage the technology conference every year and make sure that we have some sort of technology component in the chapter. So that's what I would say to nice. anybody. If, if you're not getting something out of your ADD, <laughs> HED chapter, don't be a complainer. Fix it. <laughs> that's that's like a better way of saying be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. I mean, put your big girl panties on and do something. I that should be a t-shirt right there. <laughs> it probably is. It probably is. Oh my gosh, that makes my day. And, it, and it's great advice. I mean, that's the other thing. Yeah, but that makes my day. <laughs> yeah, and I would throw that challenge out to anybody in any chapter. Yeah, you know, if, if you're not Agreed. getting what you want, you know, make it happen. Yeah. And the, uh, the board of directors will be thrilled to welcome you in your talents and leadership skills and knowledge go. and time. There's always space for you at yes. any of our chapters. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, Debbie, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom. My pleasure. Always happy to, to participate. And hey, if you guys would would like for me to come and do a webinar for you on how to get started with one of these technologies, just let me know. I'm happy to do that for the chapter as well. Oh, awesome. You know, we'd love it. <laughs> and many thanks to our listeners as well. Now, before you go, though, we have a message from our producer, Helena Hodges. Do you need consultant services? The Metro DC chapter of ATD has many talented members. Go to dcatd.org and check out our consultants directory under the resources menu option. Follow the Metro DC chapter of ATD on LinkedIn today.